0: Hey
1: there, everybody. Sarah Box, your host of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. As you know, this is a podcast all about shedding our limiting labels and beliefs so we can show up, be truly and fully ourselves and therefore have a major impact in the world for ourselves and those in our lives. Today we're going to have a lot of fun because I get to have a conversation with one of my very favorite people, Summer Ziffko. Now, some of you guys, listening, already know Summer, if you've ever been a guest on the podcast, or you've been a client of ours, you will know Summer um, from her many hats as a behind the scenes, make it all come together flawlessly, systems person and troubleshooter. But that really isn't all Summer is. She is someone that I rely on. And we were just talking a week or two ago that We've been working together now for like six plus years. It's amazing because it's gone by in just a blink of an eye. Um, And I can't imagine doing this work or even life without Summer in my life. So with that, let me introduce Summer. I'm going to let Summer tell you a little bit about herself. um, And then because she's typically understated, I may fill in around the edges. So Summer, welcome to the podcast.
2: (laughs) Thank you, as always, I appreciate the support and the accolades. I do tend to stay kind of behind the curtain. Um, I'm more of the operational, technical, troubleshooting kind of gal. I don't like the spotlight, but I love to help others find theirs. So that's kind of where I am at uh, with the Sarah Box team. Uh, we're working on lots of great stuff recently, uh, focused on community and um, I'm excited to just have this conversation and get to share a little bit about what's going on in my life and how I'm showing up in the world, not only for Sarah Bach's team and our clients, but also in my own personal life and my other endeavors.
1: So um, let's start there. Let's start with what are you focused on right now? Let's start with your outside of Sarah Bach's team first, because that is super interesting to me. I know before we have our weekly team meetings, I usually will prod you for, hey, what's the latest and the greatest, because honestly, I like to be amazed and surprised. So what is top of mind for you right now in your other aspects of life?
2: Well, as you know, um, we are more than just how we show up in one segment of our work. So I have a lot of irons in the fire. Um, I actually am a realtor uh, in the state of North Carolina, and I own rental properties. And the fun thing is that most people wouldn't expect is that I own and operate and fix and maintain and rent out all of my units by myself. So I don't have a property manager. Um, I'm frugal and I like to learn as I go and I like to build relationships. And so I hope that, you know, one day my renters become homeowners so I can help them with that next step in their life. But right now, my biggest thing is that I just had renters move out. And unfortunately, after being there for two years, they had family move them out while they were out of town. And the family kind of destroyed a lot of things during the move out process. Because if it's not yours, sometimes you always don't care the most about it. So, right now it's all about trying to fix what's broken and troubleshoot what I don't know how to fix and learn how to fix it myself.
1: Well, you recently did that with uh, pipes. Um, You've had many, um, I would say, growth opportunities, and you never really um, step away from them. You know, you always have a good sense of, humor, even when it's like, I'm thinking, oh my God, I would have thrown in the towel and called in experts like two years ago. Um, but you really have a can do spirit. So how, where did that come from summer?
2: I'm a glutton for punishment. I mean, no, um, it came from my parents. Actually it's genetics. They just stayed with me for a week. Um, they come from Wisconsin where I'm originally from And so they came and brought my daughter back after she visited there for a few weeks. And um, they stay a week, and they help me around the house. And so it's, uh, it's very much genetic because I see what they do, and I'm like, oh, that's very similar to how I operate. And there are some drawbacks to that because, you know, when you're in the middle of a project, you sometimes forget to eat or drink or, you know, important self-care uh, because you just want to get it done and so I think that's kind of that's just in inside me it's it's how I'm wired it's a get it done mentality
1: so okay pretend that don't pretend I'm me but pretend I'm someone coming to you and I want to be I want to do some similar things to you I want to invest in rental property um, what advice would you give me would you would you suggest I be an my own all-in-one person like you are what just what advice would you give?
2: Well, it depends on your your attitude and your ambition. If you're built like me, you know, if you're in my similar, similar Enneagram type, you're going to want to do these things yourself and learn on your own and you know, refuse help at certain stages. <laughs> so I guess I would say if you have a lot of dedication and passion, then go for it. Look for a good deal, find a realtor that can help you along the process, somebody who's familiar with investors, and then just learn as you go, because there's so many things that you cannot learn from a book. You cannot learn in school, but you really just have to muddle through and learn on your own trial and error. And, you know, when it's painful, you learn those lessons well. They stick. (laughs) They do. And you tell others and you help them so that they don't make that same error because it is so painful. So in the end, you're helping yourself, but you're also helping your community.
1: I kind of think that's like going to school. You know, you pay up front to learn some stuff, then you have to apply it, right? But there is that cost, whether it's a financial cost, seat cost, experience cost, and it has to be paid somewhere along the line. So you can shorten the learning for somebody else. But they still have to roll up their sleeves and get involved in it, you know. And um, I know we were, for a short time, when we sold, we, we hadn't sold a house, but we bought another house. So we were using the existing house as rental property. You learn fast. I mean, you learn fast on, like, who should be in that house who shouldn't be in that house, what it costs when people move out and what it's going to cost to get it re-ready. I mean, you learn a lot, even though you think you know a lot, right, as a homeowner or something else. It's different.
2: And you learn fast because the mistakes are expensive. (laughs) (laughs) expensive.
1: But you know what? It is really good learning. It It is.
2: And honestly, I helped my friend and usually, you know, sometimes business is hard with friends, but she's one of my very close personal friends and I helped her buy her first home and she did exactly that. She fixed it up and she rented it out and now she has, you know, positive cash flow on her first rental property and it's appreciated, you know, $25,000 since she bought it last year. So it's all about just, you know, making the moves, to be honest, just showing up and getting out there.
1: Uh, I like that whole thing. you got to show up, roll up your sleeves, and get it it going. So, Summer, don't you think? Yeah. That's kind of how you approach our work, too. You know, people, I don't know what people think. You know, I think sometimes people go, okay, this is the forward-facing side. They see what we do in business, like what we do, you know, either as our clients or on the podcast, but not the moving gears behind it. And there are times when we're like scratching our heads and going, I don't know. Let's see if we can fix this. Not that long ago, we had both our website and our podcast go down, right? And here's Summer. She's camping in the woods. Finally, she's taken vacation. She's in the woods of Wisconsin. And I get a text going, just for your information, I've patched this from the woods, but we need to attend to it. So, I mean, things don't go smooth.
2: Not all the time, but you have to always have that plan, that plan B or plan A or Z, however you like to calculate things. Um, uh, I'm more of a planner, so I have lots of backup plans and lots of resources already kind of in the back of my mind. So if I do encounter a roadblock, a stumbling block, you know, something that I can't defeat on my own, that I can kind of move along that next step. And that's that's, again, how I'm wired. It's a troubleshooting process. And it's so applicable to every part of your life and your business. It's well, like we have anticipate. A yeah, we have a problem. What are my options to solve it? Let's do some testing and, you know, process of elimination. And we'll find something that eventually works.
1: So you mentioned your Enneagram type, and if folks are listening and you know your Enneagram type or you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm asking you, even though we never want to guess somebody else, think about what Summer has shared and think about, hmm, wonder, wonder, wonder what, how she might be. Share a little bit about what you know about yourself from knowing your type and what really kind of sets you apart and makes you special. <laughs>
2: Well, I have a lot of attention to detail. I'm very driven. I'm very dedicated and loyal. So kind of if you're in my sphere and we get along, awesome. We could be best friends for life. But if you are shady, if you are unpredictable, if you are unreliable, we may not get along so well. But that's okay because there's lots of other people on this planet. Uh, So some of my drawbacks are, I suppose, is I'm a little too dedicated you may not say that's a drawback but it can lead to things like I mentioned previously lacking self-care taking time to reflect and pause you know neglecting people around you so those things are kind of like my blind spots if we want to put it gently Uh, and so I know to look out for them and sometimes I just totally ignore that that's happening just so I can get the work done But most of the time, I'm more reflective now, and I'm able to just kind of press pause and go, okay, this isn't so healthy. How can we correct course and just change things a little bit based on the perspective, you know, of clarity? So, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Yep. So, Summer's a six,
1: and one of the things that I love is I'm a five. So, we really, when there's research to be done both can fall in the same dang hole. We look, we're doing it slightly differently. Like Summer's looking for fixes and solutions. And I, I can just get sucked into like, oh, this is great information without pausing to go. So what, what are we going to do with it? Where does it attach? Right. So there'll be times I just go, I need to talk to Summer because she'll go, okay, that's very interesting. <laughs> but so what? She doesn't say so what, but that's what you're thinking, right? Right.
2: Well, I ask more pertinent questions to help lead you down a path of a solution. <laughs> so together we find our way.
1: We do. But I also think that we're supported by the rest of our team who end up in the heart and other areas of the Enneagram, right? Because we're very much in that headspace. And even though we link to those other sites, you know, you can hear it when we're having our weekly team meetings that here comes the heart. side. we're oh, yeah, there we go.
2: And the creative side, because sometimes I I do have a creative side, but it's hidden a lot of time by my need to focus on the technical. So when I feel that creative energy coming from another one of our team members, I'm like, oh, yeah. And then we can build on that. And then suddenly it snowballs into like these really great ideas.
1: It's really fun to watch you three ping pong off of each other because that's exactly what happens, you know. Ken will get going and you'll go, oh, and this, and Maria'll go, and and then this, right? And I'm going, oh my god! In 15 minutes, this a major decision not only got made but evolved, right? And then you. And all you
2: had to do was sit back and go, oh, let them at it. They'll figure it out.
1: Because you're smart. Why would I do anything else? It's like why work with really smart, talented people and tell them they're messed up? It's like, let them go. Let them go watch the show and bring me back to ground when I need to. So Summer, what is with on the staying on that track? What the heck are your um, focus points right now for us as a team? Because you are behind. I think about you sometimes is the magician behind the scene who has her fingers on all the strings. You know what's going on. So what is your um, focus right now for the sandbox and the work we're doing? What do you What are you working on?
2: Well, I can't say I have my fingers on all the strings, but I do have a fair share of them holding up things. Right now, we're working on launching our Heartbeat community, which is our sandbox umbrella. So we are going to be offering a very interesting kind of collaborative space for professionals to come and join and, you know, share their insights, learn and grow. So there's really a lot of space and room for people to get together virtually, to find answers to their solutions, to share their successes, um, to find expert advice. So there's really something for everyone. Um, We've done a few recent blog posts and social media posts on that very same topic. So I'm excited to release even more out as the month continues on. And so we're releasing that on September 6th at 7th for everyone to join.
1: So what are some of the things I might see when I go in there? Or, you know, like, what are some of the fun things?
2: Well, you can kind of get to learn everybody that's in there, learn about them, because everybody has to start by creating a little profile about kind of why they're there and what they hope to get out of it, um, because it's a, it's a new space. So we're all finding our feet. So when you get in, we hope that you're able to kind of navigate. It's very easy to kind of pop around to the different tabs. And there you'll find it organized into very clear groups based on maybe what you're looking for. So whether it's you're looking for expert advice or you're looking for a recent podcast interview or you're looking for maybe somebody who's already in the group is contributing to a masterclass or a special event. There's just really no limit to what we can put in there. So our initial members are actually going to help drive that vision. Um, We know what we want it to look like, but that's not really what's so important. It's our community and what our community needs.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And one of the things, I had an interesting um, interaction yesterday and which led to a follow up and I'll explain that to you but I realized had that happened within the sandbox it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have needed me there but I interviewed this gal for the podcast a week ago super great and I'm so excited when we finally get to release it she was great um and I'm not sure I expected it to be that great I mean it's like a, I don't know a many of our podcast guests but it was so educational she was so fun so then that's a week ago. I'm all pumped about that. Can't wait to release it. Then yesterday, I interviewed someone else in another country. She's from Germany. This gal's from the U.S. And halfway through, I'm interviewing her, and I think, oh, my God, these two people need to connect. I want to do a three-way interview. So after I do the interview, I ask the gal from Germany, I says, would you be interested? And I told her about the other gal. And she goes, oh, do you think she'd say yes? And I says, pretty sure. Your topics are similar but different, but I think you two need to know each other. Why do I think that? I don't know. But um, anyway, so I reached out. We're going to do a three-way conversation, which I'm so excited to share with listeners because we'll be talking about two different topics that are linked. Um, Super great. But I realized that had that been in the sandbox, those two would would have had profiles. They could have said, hey, who else is interested in XYZ? Um, and then just said, hey, I'm doing this work. I'm curious what research you have on that because they these both do heavy research and they're really kind and really smart people who are out to help the world. And I thought I wouldn't have been necessary in that, right? Um, I'm glad I was because it was super fun. But that can also happen in that um, sandbox too, right?
2: Yeah, facilitating those relationships, you know, building your network with like-minded individuals. Um, yeah. You know, We're going to be obviously somewhat selective about the folks that we let in because we want to make sure that everybody's collectively on similar pages and has similar goals um, and outcomes for the community. But it really is a place to find those people that you need in your life that just may be missing or just not found yet.
1: Hey there, everybody. I want to take just a minute out of this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast to tell you that we are officially opening... The Sandbox membership in September. So if you're not already on our mailing list, please click the link below to either sign up for the membership or get on the waiting list for the membership. And if you click the link, you'll find more information about what's included, what our plans are, and better yet, you'll be on early enough to help decide what is most important to you to experience in the first three to six months of the membership so don't wait click the link below and join us in the sandbox where fun happens we get to do a little r&r little learning support one another and really grow and expand in ourselves in our lives and impact the world in a profound way so come on over join us yeah, and talk a little bit about why community matters, Summer, because I think I'm hearing that more when I talk with people about our disconnect, but from your perspective and all the work you do, because you work in many spaces, why is community so important?
2: Well, if I'm going to specifically talk about the real estate world, community is important because every realtor bases their business off of a referral system. So if you're not doing your job, if you're not treating your clients like family, you know, if you're not treating their money like your money, you're not going to get any more business and you're going to have more trouble than it's worth. So in reality, your community, generally speaking, needs to be set up with people that you know, like, and trust, right? So that you can go to them, regardless of the topic, regardless of the timing, and know that you'll be received in a positive way. You'll you'll have some open arms, right, to at least support you. And in this day and age when we're so secluded and we're stuck behind our screens, you know, a lot of us have lost that human touch. And I hate to say that, you know, the pandemic was an issue, but it did kind of cause a rift it caused a divide and now that we're getting back to normalcy i think we haven't really stitched that part of our lives back together there's a little bit of that camaraderie that that trusting other people that you know that we're missing in general society i'm not sure that i can quite put my finger on it or describe it eloquently but it's just something something that's missing so we hope that creating a space like you know the sandbox, we can invite all people from across the world to come to the same space and and share thoughts and ideas and grow together.
1: I think that was eloquently stated. I don't know that I would change anything you said summer. Um, there is a sense of I don't want to say it's a safe space because it isn't about protecting how people feel but it is a cordial space it's a space where you have to show respect to one another whether you agree with them or not there's no blowing people up just because they're different but also there's no hate speech um and we really do hope that because we're connected to people throughout the world and we do hope we have a lot of cross-pollination we have people from different walks of life they do different things in the world, different things professionally in their home life, really creative people. And it's more than just the dimension of them in their personal lives. I'm working on getting Ken to, um, he doesn't know this yet, so maybe I should mention it to him <laughs> next week and see what he thinks. <laughs> hey, shh, just between us, but he'll know by, by the time this goes live. But, you know, he oftentimes during the day, he'll share a a picture. And, you know, we know Ken is super creative, you know, visually and idea-wise. But he sent me this beautiful picture yesterday and he interpreted it one way. He says, yeah, I took this picture. And I'm thinking, oh my God, number one, you captured that picture. And I thought, I said, Ken, by the time I would have thought to take the picture and thought, my where's my phone? It's not even on. I said, you captured it. He goes, yeah. And I says, I can't even think that fast. Right. And he goes, no, I always think in pictures, but this picture I I saw how he interpreted it. And then when I looked back at it later, I'm going, oh, I see a totally different thing now. And I'm going to ask him if he will like on your weekly stuff in the sandbox, take one of his unique pictures as something weak. And he can put in what he thinks about it, but I think it would be a great thing for each person to say, what do you see here? Because we all see through different lenses, right?
2: Right. It's about perspective. And no matter where you're from or where what you've been doing, or what business you're in, you're all going to look at it differently.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and an image is just an image. We all bring our stories to that image, right? There's no language around it that says this is what this has to be. So anyway, he doesn't know that yet, but I'm pretty sure he'll say yes. Between the two of us, he'll say yes, don't you think?
2: He sends them to me, too, so I'm certain that he wouldn't have a problem sharing with our community. I don't think
1: so. It would be fun. Anyway, so, Summer, let's talk about what – two things. I want to talk about what happens when we are stuck. And in specific, you talk about being stuck in a perpetual state of spring. What do you mean by that?
2: I don't know that this is a common – feeling amongst folks but it's something that i experience quite often and that's the best way i can describe it really feeling like you're in this perpetual state of spring means that either it's self-imposed or you feel pressured by others to constantly be in a state of growth um you know production you know blossoming you know producing and people are constantly there in springtime quote unquote, you don't have the the capacity to reflect and appreciate all the other seasons of life. It's it's important to be well rounded. And this is one of the things that I'm trying to convey to my daughter as she grows up. She's 12 and she's kind of in like that very influential time of life where it's time for me to impart some really important words of wisdom and life lessons. And so I'm always trying to help her just realize that, you know, it's important how we show up in life. It's important to stay dedicated. It's important to be loyal and consistent and and always open to learning. Um, I may be off track here, but just this morning, I taught her how to change her first tire. So, you know, she brought along her earbud and she was trying to listen to music. I'm like, no, nope, put all electronics away. This is learning time. Get your tools. Help me carry stuff. Here, I'll show you how to get off one nut. you got to do the others, And then, you know, so she learned how to use tools. She learned a valuable life skill so that she can, if she's stuck on the road somewhere, she could do this on her own if she needed to, instead of having to rely on, you know, with some buddy to pay to come and fix it for her.
1: Or a stranger, even, you know. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, a lot of what I do is self-reliant, but... I also rely on my community, my resources. I have all of these people in my life. Sometimes I don't even stop to think about how many people that I actually do have because I'm an introvert. But when it comes down to it and I'm stuck, I'm in a pickle, I got myself a conundrum. I'm like, "Okay, well, what are my options?" And then people start to surface and I'm like, "Oh yeah, what about so and so? Well, he's got this we can use or." So, being resourceful, I guess, is another important characteristic. So when you
1: notice that push 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 of spring and new growth summer what do you do to not stop it but to not get sucked into the vortex of it?
2: Well first off you have to recognize where you're at. If you don't know that you're there you can't course correct. So I guess I have to realize that Usually my body tells me, usually my body's like, oh, you're really thirsty or you haven't eaten since, you know, this morning and it's now dinner time. So sometimes you just have to listen a little more intently to your inner self and what your body is telling you and what your heart's telling you instead of your mind always pushing you to go, go, go. So that's how I recognize where I am is usually because I push myself to a point of exhaustion by that time it's too late so now that I've you know past 40 I'm able to kind of adjust my perspective and go okay you know we we're middle-aged we should probably just slow down just a couple miles an hour (laughs) we don't have to be like mock all the time yeah So yes, slowing down, reflecting, you know, taking adequate breaks, spending time with family and friends, things that help you appreciate where you are and what you have.
1: But don't you find or do you find that when you do that, you come back actually better focused and energized when you take those breaks? It's counterintuitive to me because I always worry if I take a break, I won't come back in the same way or with the same, I don't want to say intensity, but focus. And it's ended up being the opposite.
2: So what you have to do is you have to be intentional about your workload. So I have a project, okay? And I know that I have to do this all the way to this. And if I go, okay, how long is that going to take me? Okay, it's going to take me 10 hours. Well, I can't do that in one day. That would be crazy. So let's remove that from the equation where would we be if we stopped at five hours? And would that be a good stopping point where I could clean my tools or, you know, you know, change direction and take a clean break? So that's what I do to help myself gauge and, and create healthier habits is by blocking my time and putting a little more intention on the front end in planning instead of just diving in and <laughs>
1: giving over no the best. I know. It's like, are you ever going to stop? Oh, how long have I been? Yeah. Wow. I didn't mean to be in the office all day. I know those breaks are important, but the real key here is what you said about being intentional about it. Right. So Summer, um, what general advice would you give someone who is kind of wrestling with some of these things or thinking about how to be more balanced or community engaged, where would you, what would you say? Uh, Let me just not frame it too much. Let me just open it up.
2: Well, based on my personality type, I would be the person who would suggest planning things out. You know, you have a monthly calendar. Everybody has events. I have a kid. I have a husband. You know, we have things that go on with our family. So we kind of keep a family calendar of sorts electronified and what I would say is just block out specific chunks of time to force yourself not only to take a break but force yourself to think okay now's my time to work so it's 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 preparing your brain for what your body needs to do that's that's kind of how I think about it and then I set up a reward system for myself well, you know, that nice. dopamine burst. It's just, there's nothing like it for folks like me. I love those lists and crossing things off. And I will add things to a list that I just did just to cross it off. Um, so, I mean, between the calendar that we keep to kind of uh, prioritize our family and personal activities, um, I also keep a written list of things that come up during the day or you know where my kid can be like oh i need apple juice and she writes it on her i I need seaweed and she writes it on the board so things like that just to keep the little things organized so you can focus on the bigger picture
1: but then where do you put in stuff for just summer we've got your work we've got your family donde esta summer in all of this picture
2: Uh, summer is missing usually but I've been trying to do better about identifying time to take for myself so just in this past year or two I've made time for travel so travel is my my escape because it forces me to remove myself from all of my responsibilities including motherhood and you know wife Um, so then I can just kind of check out of everything and that's really the only way that I can relax, truly and honestly, because I need a block of time. So doing small things will kind of refuel me and re-energize me to get through my day, but really to keep up that longevity, (laughs) I need something like a block of time where I just set aside. So travel is where it's at for me, and I've done really well about taking one or two trips by myself each year.
1: Yeah, I would say over the last year and a half, you've done really well. I mean, from the first time we were working together, right? Well, I'm thinking you would go on vacation, but you would stay like daily almost communication. Here's the stat. I'm thinking, really? We've got to fix our systems because I love that you're that dedicated. But honest to God, I need you to take care of summer. So, um, but I do want to ask you more directly. Because I can imagine another professional woman in your space, has a husband, kids, you know, successful businesses, multiple businesses. Um, How much time do you need? Like when you say a block of time, what is a block of time for you? Like, is it eight hours or three days or a week? Like what really is helps you personally?
2: I think to have, you know, minus travel and all the other encumbrances to be where you're at in your vacation or safe space, I think I need at least two days of just complete disconnect downtime because my brain just, it's not that it functions on a higher level. It's just always thinking like it doesn't give me like, (laughs) I look at my husband sometimes and I'm like, hey, what you thinking about? He's like, absolutely nothing. And I'm like, really how does that happen because I can't even if I tried Uh, so I think that's why I need that block of time from a vacation because it just forces me it forces my brain to kind of do a shutdown reset hard reset
1: okay so a minimum of two days Yeah. yeah and more than just once a year
2: couple times a year. You know, if you get me on a longer stretch, I might be able to do once a year. But if we're talking honestly, I think a couple of times a year just to change the scenery and reset is required for somebody who is as active as I am in all that I do.
1: So and I think what's great, and this is, I think, one of the other points is that we can give ourselves permission to have that time
2: well, that's why I was hushing you when you were telling me that um, I had taken quite a few more vacations this year than the first year we met. (laughs) Because it does honestly still make me feel a little bit guilty. Like, should I maybe not? You know, when I go away, things do sometimes slip through the cracks. But then I realized, you know, nobody died. Everything worked out in the end, you know, we found a solution. It it wasn't a, a life or death situation. So, I'm kind of learning to let things go, and I don't know if that comes with age and experience or maybe just <laughs> too many <laughs> bad experiences where you learn. Well, I think it
1: I think some of it's age related summer when we realize that our not everything rests on our shoulders, and the world won't come to an end if we take care of ourselves. I do think that over time that becomes a little more um, front and center. like it's like, okay, nobody died. I mean I, I really do think about it when people say, What well you're not home? And I'm thinking, look, my business is not brain surgery. If I don't show up or someone has to fill in for me or I have to fill in for someone else, no one is going to die. And but we act like it, like, oh my God, if this happens or this happens, you know, it's the end of the world. And I'm thinking, okay. Yeah. So we're a day behind on something. And unless it's something that was critical, like time sensitive for somebody else, um I just don't think we need to make a crisis out of everything. And honestly, for me, the people I work with are more important and their health is more important. So if we can't do our work together in a way that's healthy for all of us, we need to rethink what we're doing. I need to rethink what I'm doing. Um, so that's why I'm happy you took more time because I see from behind the scenes, I'm thinking, girl, don't burn out on yourself. <laughs>
2: We all want I need you. Don't don't
1: burn the candle at both ends. It isn't because I just need you. I love you. You know, I do. I care and I'm thinking, you know what? If I wasn't working with you, I would still be on your butt like, "Hey, how are you doing?" You know?
2: Well, like, our team has grown together like family, and I think that's what we hope to bring into our community too is that feeling like everybody's family, you know? No judgment, no you know, mean words. We're just going to learn from each other and grow and cry on shoulders and and do what we need to do to get through in this crazy world.
1: Well, and that's funny. I was interviewing, as I mentioned to you before we hit record, um, two folks who are clients, but honestly, I feel like I'm related to them. And we said that at the end before the recording was off, and he said, you know, I don't know what your schedule is like. And I says, you know, what, just reach out if you need anything, because as far as I'm concerned, you're never going to escape because you're family now, you know, because we do think that way about the folks mm-hmm. we work with. So um, anyway, we are off track, but I'm happy to be off track on that particular topic. So final words of wisdom from you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess just in general, stay true to you, you know embrace your own weaknesses your own faults because that way no matter what anybody says or thinks about you they can't undermine your confidence they can't cut you down because you're already okay with who you are and I think that's what's most important as we go through life
1: okay that is an official mic drop so no labels no limits listeners come on back next week for another great interview and find Summer and the whole team in the sandbox when you get an an announcement that we're live on September 7th. So hop on over and join us there because we'd love to know you if we don't already know you.